1: to Backpacking and Blisters episode six. We are going to be talking today about how to lose at backpacking. I am Derek, your host, along with the man who refuses to bring new socks on a trip. This is Carl Mandrioli <laughs> out in Colorado. How are you
2: doing, buddy? What's Good. Man? I don't really know what that means, but sure. I bring, I bring used socks, I guess.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. Used socks. I've that's okay. Every, once in a while, but. You refuse to bring extra clothes, which is good. That's true. You. That's true. That's true. Very I- extreme. I think we suddenly have this like secret competition of like who can be the lightest weight person on the trip mm-hmm. every year. Yeah. That's because you get, you get, you do a lot of lightweight stuff with the backpack, the gear. And then I'm like, I got, I, I can go better than that. And I think in my mind, I'm like, I don't know why
2: I feel that I think- way. I think you secretly want to revisit that episode about shaving weight again. I think we might have to do another one. And come there's always right more shave. Is. There's always know? there is there is. I actually have a story for you, real quick. That's not really related. It sort of relates to what we talked about in our previous podcast, in our Close Encounters podcast. You remember the story that I told you about where um, about the guy that wouldn't say hi to me on the trail?
1: <laughs> yeah, and Rocky yelled and you yeah, got yeah, yeah all okay. that stuff.
2: So I got another and I got another guy like that walking the kids home from school. He's actually a parent to one of the kids and I've actually had a conversation with him before at like the park one time, but mm. so the way it works is he, he gets, he gets his kids slightly ahead of me okay. and he walks home and then he goes to his mailbox first, but then he's got to backtrack to get back to his street because we have like mailboxes at the end of the street. Right. So I, I do the same thing. I go to my mailbox, but because he's backtracking, we literally like are on the sidewalk crossing paths and i'm saying hello and he is not so like you verbally I, were like hey how you doing yeah so i start like hey or hi and then like after the first couple of times my strategy is to then like subtly like increase my volume each time so like the first one might be like maybe too quiet now i'm like you know then it's a normal volume then at some point i'll get obnoxiously loud and i i'm hoping that at that point he'll he'll respond but it just made me think of that story and how, I guess not everybody's on board with, like, hey, say hi to your fellow human being. Apparently not. Yeah. Apparently
1: not. Well,
2: I'm glad you, did you learn
1: anything from the last debacle when that happened?
2: Well, I didn't start yelling at him, although. It's it, getting to that it, point. It, it might come to that. So, every time you walk by this guy, it's going to get a little bit louder. Like, hello, hello. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: challenge you to
2: do that, actually. All right. <laughs> Hold out your hand and ask for a handshake as well. <laughs> we'll keep it for everybody posted. Hey, you know what? I'll tell you what, that could be, you've got a trivia question this episode, so at the end, if I if I fail, that could be my punishment.
1: Ooh, pressure. Oh, good point. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll tack that on. Let's
2: talk about this episode, uh, How to Lose a Backpacking,
1: the Flushy Award episode. Really quick recap before you tell us what it's not. I'll tell you what it is in a nutshell it's basically like we we mentioned last episode nate brought a toilet seat and and i and i decided like hey we should have a, an award the opposite of the strider award let's do the Flushy award uh, and that's essentially something that somebody did that was ridiculous or messed up or nothing nothing master of disasters but something on the smaller scale and we'll get more into that this is the Flushy award can't win it twice in a row but what is it not carl tell us what the Flushy Award is not
2: yeah you kind of stole my thunder a little bit there but I will oh, say good. Th- that it's it. Well, you mentioned that it's uh c- it's typically something on the small scale because sometimes our backpacking fails are sort of small scale, right? right. But sometimes they they can be a bigger deal. It's it's definitely not something where we're trying to shame or embarrass somebody. It I mean sort of, but it's really it's all in good fun. Would the, you say
1: would you say like leaving like one small sandwich size Ziploc bag on the trail is a small scale?
2: I think so, but I think as we'll get in, dive into this, we'll see that there's some bigger scale stuff at hand here. Interesting. Okay. I mean, like for real, and we'll and we'll talk about it. But but really, one of the other rules you mentioned you can't win it twice in a row because we don't want to punish people too much with it. Mm-hmm. But the the bummer part about getting, earning the fleshy award is that you gotta you gotta carry the toilet seat the entire yes. day of the next trip. Yes. That's you gotta be on your a game the whole trip. Yeah. Really. It weighs What is it? Weighs, a couple of pounds. So it's it's basically at two pounds of dead weight. Right, and I think we actually modified the rules this past summer to say that not only do you have to carry it, but it's got to be displayed. So it's got to be strapped on the outside of the pack. Right,
1: because a certain I remember on the Aspen trip, a certain fleshy
2: holder put it in the backpack for right. a good right. number of miles. And if you mean the glacier trip, then you'd be correct. Oh, the glacier trip. I'm sorry. Yeah, but yeah we'll get to, we'll get to who did that and why somebody was trying yeah. to try get a reaction out of that right. person, and it worked. Right. But let's True. talk about. Well, let's talk about what does it mean to have a trip fail? Like you mentioned, there's kind of some small stuff, some leaving some some things around. But right, what's a, what's a trip fail? Just generally speaking, a trip fail.
1: Um, leaving trash on the trail, forgetting a piece of uh, equipment, either either like at a campsite, maybe you left something at a campsite. I don't know, like a trekking pole or something like that. Those are kind of smaller scale, you know. I think a little bit medium medium scale ish. Would be like, Hey, we forgot to put the fire out at the campsite. That's, uh, not
2: overnight. Mean, that's massive. <laughs> <laughs> we just, is that medium, massive? Medium that, scales. Uh, we started a forest fire that like took out. I don't don't feel that. that's, that's a big one.
1: I was just thinking if it's in a firing and it's been peed on or, or doused with something and it's still going, but you don't know about it. Maybe it's okay. Fire is a good one. Let's just that's say fire is always a guaranteed
2: big win right there. Fire like, is me, always
1: that. a big scale. Let's go with that. A bigger scale would be like, you know, I forgot. A piece of backpacking equipment that is nece- a necessity, like maybe it was uh, your sleeping bag or tent pole, a tent pole or something like that, you know that's really going to hinder something later down the think,
2: trip. Yeah, I think the key word is hinder there. I think anything that really causes problems for other people in the trip or for the group in general is a, is a bigger like a medium to big scale issue. Right, right. So why don't we why don't we we're gonna kind of recap some flushy
1: experiences on three of our trips, the Red Peak, the Aspen and the Glacier like we did last time with the strider. Let's let's start with the Red Peak past trip and just talk about some of the flushy experiences that Well, why don't we start with you and I? Like some like something I did. And then maybe there's something that you did and go from there.
2: Yeah. And, and, and the hope here is that this is kind of inspiring some thoughts about some funny things, kind of in retrospect that the listeners have had on their trips with people that they've brought. And hopefully they're willing to share some of these out because obviously the time it's, it can be disastrous. But when you look back on it, you're like, Hey, remember when you did that right. ridiculous thing, um, right. specifically, you know, jumping in with that, the 2015 trip where we kind of started this whole thing for you anyway, this started on the first day. Where we, (laughs) we had a, we were like miles in on this trip and we stopped to, we stopped at a junction to kind of rest for like a minute or whatever. Mm. I was behind you with, I think it was Knowlton and then you took off and literally, I don't know how this, like, I don't know the, the physics behind this, but literally the, the trip permit fluttered out of your pack Really and fell to the ground. Did I just not zip the pack up? I think right. I don't know, man. I mean, honestly, if you follow the rules of the ranger, like they want you to actually affix it with this like mini metal wire and make sure it stays on your pack. And it's displayed at all times. Most people don't do that. I don't yeah, know who does that. I don't think I've ever seen that. <laughs> it's kind of annoying, but that's that's more. I think you would probably do something like that. You're more rules
1: rules oriented <laughs> than I am.
2: <laughs> we'll get to that when we talk about rangers in one of the episodes. But so it literally flutters the to the to the to the you know to the ground, and I picked it up, and then. And then we tried to capture on camera, like, "Hey, Derek, just let's just qu- like quickly double check the permit and make sure we're going the right way here." And then we tried to, you know, see you fumble for it. In your fully path, knowing, knowing that I don't have it, yeah, Letting for you sure. Struggle for sure. And we we did capture that, but then of course my memory card broke, which could be kind of a minor trip fail. But anyway, that was that was kind of a big deal. And then later on the trip, y- you did leave some like baggies of uh, snacks behind that we had to pick up after you for terrible. Um, terrible knowing now what i you know if we knew then what we know now like kind of a big deal not that big of a deal but for that trip you know that's that's what it was it was the intro but like you said i think at this point we see everybody
1: kind of like oh they forgot this i forgot that and we picked it up like a rapper or something like that yeah, yeah. there's so many other bigger things that happen now okay what, what did i do on that trip that was it was a bigger like i think this is a bigger deal than what you did So what you did as, and you got to keep in mind, everybody like Carl is the, the most veteranized hiker that, that I know he's of all the, of all of us in the group. Right. So he's the, he'll write the articles for backpacker magazine. He'll go on many trips. He's done. He's seen it all done it all. Right. So for this guy to mess up is you gotta be, it's a rarity. So on the trail at some point on the way back down from red peak, he manages to get us lost on the trail and i was like in the zone i think i mentioned this in a past episode i was like a mile ahead i'm in the zone i'm like i know where the junction's at let's go and then i get this like runner from one of the uh, one of the guys had dropped their pack ran up to catch me and be like yo 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 hold up we're gonna come back because we think we're lost and i'm like no, no no we're not lost the, the junction's up here and so anyway so i had to come all the way back uh so if you think about it i really hiked two more miles than everybody on the trip just saying. <laughs> anyway, so came all the way back. And then, you know, we, we did we decided to like camp out and hang out. But I'm like, Carl, you got us lost. This is like flushy worthy. Like you don't get people lost. Like you're Carl Mandrioli, right? But somehow that did not supersede me dropping a permit and a baggie of of gummy bears or whatever it was
2: yeah i should have won it that year because it wasn't a it wasn't a big deal like we weren't lost like we weren't like you know where are we in the wilderness it was just we were on the trail we just didn't know or i didn't know how far down we or how not so far down we had actually gone well and and, and in in defense
1: of you i think it it was one of those situations where like we all thought the trailhead myself included was a lot closer than it was and it ended up being further than it it seems right. so. There was a you stream.
2: Know, it was supposed to be next to a stream crossing. We crossed the stream, and there looked like there was right. a trail there, but it really was just kind of some people that had established some campsites there. So that's what confused me. Right. So I apologize, but uh, the the group voted. We have like a little voting session at our post hike meal, and Derek won the award. I think more on reputation than on actual. Merit. Oh, so true, so true.
1: And your 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 mockery comments. Although warranted, definitely played a role in me getting that award. So I don't worry. Don't worry.
2: You would have your revenge for sure.
1: I felt honored kind of to get the inaugural Flushy Award, but um I didn't enjoy carrying it the next year, obviously.
2: So Derek had to carry it the next year when we went to the Maroon Bells tri- um, trip in 2016, mm. and he yeah he dangled it off the side of his pack. He had people that stopped him and took pictures of of the the toilet seat. Oh yeah, it was great. And this was tough because honestly, like you know, the, for those of you who don't know the Maroon Bells area, it's it's a four loop pass where each pass is over twelve thousand feet, and you start the first day you basically have about three thousand feet of gain. Derek coming from sea level, obviously not acclimatized having to carry an extra couple of pounds was uh, struggling to say the least. But in your defense, the entire trip, even some of the toughest parts of the toughest days, I did not hear you complain once about carrying that thing.
1: No, I didn't really, it wasn't really the flush that was um, bugging me. No, I think I packed light enough to where that's not going to be an issue. But I did not expect the altitude to really affect me the way it did. So, you're
2: getting older. You're not immune anymore.
1: That knocked I mean, I hadn't. I've never had it affect me. That was that was a eye opener for sure. I was right. pretty dizzy. You, you made it though. You did it. You powered through. You got to power yeah. through. Willpower. You know.
2: So this brings us to that trip, and then obviously some of the trip fails that occurred. I, I feel like this was possibly a little bit of an escalation. We had to sort of redefine this. Like, like is this for something that happens on the trail, or once we all get together as a group? Mm. So give us the breakdown. What what was kind of starting starting the trip? What happened that?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever nail down like when the Fleshy Award bidding actually begins. I think some people were saying maybe on the trail. Some people were saying the moment we all get together. What happened was before the trip began, we were parking. Uh, We were at a um, kind of a lodge, you know, meeting up with some people, getting organized, blah, blah, blah. And Carl decided to take that moment to change his pants out in the parking lot. And what he didn't realize was there was a family with children right behind him who got essentially the free show. And so we managed to witness part of the the, the ending of this. Obviously, we're going to give you some hard times about this for the entire
2: trip. So let me just jump in right there. So I think that, yeah, I think that's fair that, you know, that, that was kind of not, A bright moment but it's it's also something you know I I I don't know I just didn't I didn't find that big of a deal I guess because you know when you kind of do something a lot of times and you don't make a big deal about it it just you kind of become numb to it I suppose so I do a lot of trail running sure uh, for training and honestly like after the run there's a lot of times when I'm in the parking lot and I'm just too lazy to go to the typically it's like a porta potty and I just kind of open my car door usually have enough of a shield and just do it real quick drop trowel do a quick change i think a lot of runners do that to be honest um, especially trail runners and whatever helps so, you
1: feel better. That's yeah, know,
2: yeah. So I was like, whatever, okay, make fun of me. I, I guess I didn't see him. I, I honestly didn't think they noticed, but apparently they, they did. Yeah, and you and the rest of the group would not let it go. Like that was brought up nonstop throughout the trip. Because it, so, I think
1: what it is is like you're not somebody who makes a ton of mistakes. That are, ton of mistakes. no, but that are that large. Like that was but, if anybody did that. And and don't get me wrong. In retrospect, I think like I go surfing a lot, and I change like I'll do towel changes, and sometimes the towel falls, maybe. <laughs> (laughs) and and so i can empathize with you but i know if i did that and it's not a big deal to me and it's not a big deal to people around because everybody does it but if if i did that on the trip
2: oh my gosh like i know i'm not gonna hear the end of that for sure i think you've done far worse than that on the trip and i so i wouldn't think that was a big deal but but you and Jared in particular were definitely pressing hard on that. So we had to. You know what? That brings me to 2 Corinthians 4, 8, and 9. We are hard-pressed, <laughs> but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down. I was struck down but I was not destroyed. Wow. That was those weren't a real this wasn't a real trial. It was, you know, just poking fun. I think after and, that uh,
1: you went to the back of the van and read your Bible and found that verse because you were so probably, distraught, maybe. Probably. Is that what happened?
2: But here's so here's my argument. So to cut to the chase here, yeah. I ended up winning the Fleshy on that year's trip.
1: Barely though. Trip. Barely. Let's let's talk about
2: No, I I I got most of the votes, but 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 one of the guys that was on the trip is a guy named Nate. We've kind of mentioned him a couple of times backstory quick backstory he is a world-class athlete like by far the best athlete on the trip he's one of those guys like i go trailering all the time he does not and if, I, if i'm like hey nate come trailering with me let's go run up this mountain he will beat me just get, like he's just that kind of guy he's
1: a professional cyclist bicyclist
2: right well yeah am- amateur but but kind of borderline professional I
1: Borderline. Think. he's up there like he's raced yeah. against lance armstrong or back in the day He's getting older. He's got now. the
2: genes. He's got the genes. Like he—he's the guy that eats ice cream for breakfast and has—he's just a ripped. Pack.
1: He's just always yeah. ripped. It's really annoying.
2: So he has this idea. He's going to make the trip additionally challenging by fasting for the entire trip. Right. Four days, three nights. He did. He was willing to take powder stuff. So like uh, protein powder drinks. So liquid, liquid calories. He he would take, but he had right. no solids. He. And so he did, and he, and honestly, like that three thousand feet the first day, he was up and over, well ahead of you, yep. um, no problems. He came from sea level just like you. He's yep. like I said, a world class athlete. Yep. By day two, he started to to really struggle on the second pass. Uh, that was called frigid air pass. Mm-hmm. He was one of the. He wasn't the last guy up, but he was one of the last guys up. So day two, we continued on past that second that second pass, and then we kind of. Yeah. descended and then like partially ascended to pass to our campsite. And that was probably the steepest section of the trail was that, was that next ascension. Right. He was the last one to our kind of water stop and he was dying. Dying. Point. He basically said, I just like, wouldn't you know, but keep I, in, not keep a, in a mind.
1: He thing. also had, he's like, I'm going to choose to not, I'm going to choose to fast like this, which is something out of the ordinary for him. Like, I don't think he would ever do something like that, but he's like, for whatever reason, he's like, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to include the horseshoe set, which weighed probably right. like 20, 15,
2: 20, <laughs> 15 pounds.
1: Dude, it was heavy. It gets heavy every
2: year, but. <laughs> it was heavy, man. All those stakes sure. and shoes. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And you know what? We'll probably have him on hopefully one episode and he can give us the rundown of what he was thinking in doing that. But here's why I think that that was more fleshy worthy. Not because he was slowing us down, which not wasn't a huge issue because he didn't slow us down that much. He wasn't that mm-hmm. far behind. But I think that the issue was that he, like, we felt bad for him. And so Mm. we started giving him some of the food, the solids, so that he could recover. Sure. Which he did recover. And I didn't make a big deal about this. But honestly, like, I was short on food Mm. because because of that. Like, I had enough to, to sort of sustain myself. But, like, I was completely out by the end of the trip. And I cut some calories short because of that. And I didn't want to make him feel bad about that. I wanted him to enjoy the trip. And I'm not trying to to claim awesomeness for doing that. I'm actually going the other way with it. I'm trying to claim like, hey, he caused me a problem. He should have gotten the fleshy.
1: Sure. I mean, I, I mean, this is in retrospect why it's, it's good that or, uh this is why it's good that Knowlton and, and Rocky always bring extra food for things like this, because this, this kind of touches on the whole like master disaster thing. Like that could have been a serious issue. Had it gone a little bit more extreme, putting the entire group at more of a, perilous situation so but luckily he recovered and if anybody's gonna recover and then uh continue on like he did it would be him definitely
2: so if you feel like 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 that's a big deal like somebody trying to fast on a backpacking trip which i'm sure the listeners are like that makes absolutely no sense just like what we think well because you're expelling how many calories
1: going uphill with weight yeah for sure sweating i mean it's it's way more extreme than like hey i'm going for a jog
2: and, and strangely Like, we thought, man, are we going to go back to just finding trash on the trail? Like, surely knowing that, right? I could have left five pieces of trash and it would have not even been considered for.
1: And and I will say this. I was just watching the voting the other day. It was, when we were voting for this, it was, like, tied. And you just, you happened to get that final vote. Uh, And you thought that I rigged it, which I didn't. But...
0: Crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Honors have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. It was a close one, for
2: sure. Um, but what I was about to say was that, like with all with all that kind of hanging in the balance, strangely, like this past summer. Mm-hmm. Like it, it even escalated. There were worse things that were going yeah. to Oh knowing, my gosh! Knowing the punishment, knowing the flesh is hanging in the balance. I had to carry the flesh this past summer. I had to carry. We had some some long days, not as long as is what we've described before. Probably the toughest day was we where we had. Are we um, jumping into glacier now? Yeah. Yeah, jumping into Let's glacier. Jump we had glacier. A, we had a day. Where, yeah, which was like, I I, I honestly struggled. We had a, like it was like a fourteen mile day with a ton of elevation gain going up over a mountain pass, which was day three, and I ran out of water and. Didn't plan my water very well. But anyway, so so I had to carry that for the, for the duration of the trip. And honestly, like, in the back of my mind, I was remembering that you carried it on the Aspen trip. And that was a tough trip for you. And you did not complain. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I and I so don't want to be a grumbling guy. And I feel like I didn't complain the whole trip. But I did at the end of the trip <laughs> slam that thing down. I was
1: surprised, the- actually, that you started complaining. Yeah, I not like that. I did not like but it. let's rewind for a minute and talk about when you started the trail, Carl refused to, he's like, I'm carrying the flushie, But it. we never actually defined that you had to have it outside the pack. I think it was just implied that everybody thought you would because so people can see it, it'll create questions and conversation and put you in a, a semi-awkward spot of explaining why you have to wear it. So... He, Mm -hmm. you kind of had it in your pack for a few miles, I want to say, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less. But that was almost, in my eyes, like, if I could have given it to you again, that was, like, earning you points for that. (laughs) Because I'm like, dude, you have to, like, show the ridiculousness of Flushy so people can be like, why do you have a toilet seat on your pack? You know, like, that was half the fun. Yeah. So,
2: for sure, and I knew that you thought that, which is why I put it inside my pack because I did get a
1: reaction. I'm glad I have that much influence on your life.
2: Honestly, like what you're saying obviously makes sense. What doesn't make sense is just making up rules as you go. You can't be like, well, I carried it on that side of my pack, therefore everybody else has to do that. The thought behind it was like, my honestly, like I, I was strategizing this. My strategy was, look, I get that it's funny to have a toilet speed on my pack, I get that people seeing that it's a fun conversation. I'm totally cool with that, but I also know that keeping that weight closer to your back is more is a more efficient way of carrying that. And so my thought was, I'm going to carry it inside my pack for a little while, wait till I get a reaction out of Derek, then maybe day two, is day three, Is this true? Do you really want a reaction out of me for this? Yeah, and I thought it would just be out of you, but you sort of stirred up everybody else as well. Oh, I had to. And I needed backup. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, I owned it. I didn't make a big deal about it, but I owned it and I had it on the outside of my pack for at least, what, two of the days or, yeah. you know. Something like Finally,
1: that. after our grumbling, you put it on the outside. But here's here's my question: Was like, if you're this guy who we've been talking about on the trail, who likes to say hi to people and talk to people, <laughs> why would you not want the best conversation
2: piece outside of your pack to start
1: conversations? Why would you hide that joy? You know what I mean?
2: Well, and I think we we this. I love to talk to people, just kind of a quick chat on the trail. But and I like to say hi, obviously, but I don't necessarily need to, especially for for going the opposite direction. Mm. I don't need to, like, get to know them super well because we're really just sharing a moment on the trail, which is great. Really, like, I'm there just to, you know, to hang out with, with the crew and to catch up and to have some awesome conversations and to fellowship. So so I want to be polite and friendly, but I don't want to just, like, advertise my my failures to everybody at the same time. But that's part Not, of the
1: punishment, so to speak. I know.
2: So. I know. Well, hopefully, hopefully I don't have to deal with that again. But let's talk about... I'm, I'm actually more interested in what actually happened on this trip because I think this trip... Mm excelled at absurdity mm. so just when you think so we've will,
1: learned to get better we got worse yeah yeah,
2: yeah for sure and so i i struggle. you can talk about my struggles with leaving some things Let's, behind okay it, i'll start
1: with you just because yours probably was the least ridiculous of the trip uh, of the few that we're going to talk about so carl you know obviously the first year this happened i left a permit on the trail i left a few rappers on the trail and i just thought it was so apropos and ironic, just just beautiful that he left his powdered electrolyte ziploc bag on the trail not once twice or three four times he left it on the trail was it four and i just was happened to pick it up every single time you're on that i was on it
2: yeah i was honest so. i think i think i'm just gonna have you carry it from now on and i'm just gonna ask to borrow it when it's probably want. safer actually
1: i have a lot of zippers on my backpack what did i do I, i'm trying to remember what i did Besides leave you besides leave my underwear on the trail at one point. Yeah, okay. and
2: I and I can't say I can't speak that. I didn't actually see that. I went back um, for it before I got too much flack though. That was for not just randomly leaving underwear. That was for because you you went swimming for a little bit. Yeah. But so what you did that was really shocking and offensive to me was our day three offensive. trip. We're hiking. Yeah, we're hiking up over a mountain pass called Stony Indian Pass, yeah. and we kind of broke up into two groups of four. We had eight guys with us and we wanted to hike more efficiently. We thought that would work, but we were hiking to the top of the pass and I had to go to the bathroom. Number two, really bad. What I, I was like, you know what? We're almost to the top. We're not to the top of the pass. We were to, to the top of a ridge where you can see the kind of the trail disappear. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to wait till those guys hit a couple more switchbacks and, and disappear above that ridge. And then I'm going to kind of go to the bathroom. Yeah. So I was off trail. Nobody's around. Uh, I still was kind of behind a tree, but I, I was sort of in full sight of that ridge, which didn't really have trail access. So I go to the bathroom. Mm. Sure enough, you and another guy come like, like basically drop your packs and then go to look out from the ridge and stare down at me going to the bathroom. (laughs) And one of the weird things, everybody's got their weird thing. I just like to be by myself in private and kind of I'm like a door closed guy yeah, with going to the bathroom, yeah. especially number two. And so that's like my worst nightmare right there. Really? And I think you even, yeah, I think you even took a picture. No, no. I think. I am no, I wrong?
1: Definitely not. I'd want to, but I, I wouldn't do that.
2: Yeah. So I was, I wasn't like embarrassed. I was more like angry. <laughs> so, I think you read more
1: into it though, because I really might have seen you down there but we weren't like watching you because that'd be a little
2: awkward uh i can't tell because i'm not i'm kind of taking care of
1: my business i'm saying like you're so far
2: away you're probably thinking the worst thing possible yeah probably so either way that for me was ridiculous i thought keep going like like keep hiking knowing that somebody's going to the bathroom and there wasn't i mean we're on a relatively steep section so there weren't a lot of like pull over to the side opportunities sure I mean, anyway, that was, that was my vote for, I didn't vote for you for that, but that was, that was kind of your big fail for the trip, I would say, in my eyes. Which
1: is not that big, because I wasn't really watching you anyway. I just think you think.
2: well, in my eyes, in my eyes. Which
1: are false eyes. So, uh, note to
2: you, then, find better (laughs) coverage when you're going number two. Yeah, which, which doesn't work when you're hiking up a mountain pass, and there is no better coverage. That's true. I, I am a door closed guy as well, so I, I empathize. But even that, like, like, pales in comparison to, Rocky Brown, yeah, the multiple experiences that Rocky had. How does he had?
1: do it every trip? There's something that just either it's whether it's like him being ridiculously fast with 80 pound pack, or forgetting something, or he does something crazy every year. Whether it's good or bad, right? Like there's there's no in between. So this no, and and that's what makes it fun. And and this year, probably the biggest thing he he gets to the
2: trailhead. We start. Did we start hiking before he told you this? Let's let me cover that, that ground because this ha- this actually happened before the trailhead. Uh, we I picked him up at Denver International Airport. And we and we actually uh, drove up to Glacier National Park. It was it was like a sixteen hour drive. So we so we were at the hotel the first night. We had a handful of guys with us. And we've referenced this this gear list. It's it's legendary at this point. The first thing on the gear list for like we get clothing, and then you have like the actual gear part of it is a sleeping bag. And Rocky's digging through stuff, and he did not bring a. Is sleeping it
1: important bag. to bring a sleeping bag?
2: Well, obviously it's yeah. important.
1: Well, some people might use like an emergency blanket. Like Knowlton <laughs> tried that one year,
2: for sure, for sure. But. Honestly, that wasn't a huge deal because we still had another day. Like worst case, he could have bought another sleeping bag, you know, on our way in. It, it it might have delayed us. Turns out some of the guys were meeting, were flying up there, so he actually had somebody grab it from his house. So kind of a a momentary hassle, but that was like kind of the tip of the iceberg. So mm. so that's the first thing that he did, and then the second thing he did was on that same day that I talked about going to the bathroom, day three, where we broke up into two groups. I was with you in the lead group right if you recall uh jared comes running up not too long after we left behind us like he had you know he doesn't have his pack with us he's running up to us and do you remember what happened there no so jared is like hey you guys took both of the water filters oh right so our strategy yeah. was yeah like have one water filter per group because if we're going to you know break it up we don't need to filter at various points so i knew that i was in charge of one filter uh, i think Yeah, you had a filter, and so you're like, okay, well, one of us must have one of the other filters, so you give Jared the the filter to take back down to the group who hadn't left yet. We were, you know, like probably 10, 15 minutes in, so he had it wasn't a huge deal, but so he runs back and and brings the filter, and we start to run out of water, which I'd kind of alluded to in a different story. We start digging through our packs, and none of us have a water filter. (laughs) Crazy, because- So we did, wait, let me, wait, we just gave him
1: the filter. Did I just give him my filter thinking
2: that we had a second one? Thinking that he was right, because he's, he's a pretty responsible guy. Okay. As it turns out, what had happened back at the campsite was that we knew that Rocky had carried the other one, and he's like, I don't have the filter. Somebody borrowed it earlier this morning to filter water before the adamant. hike. They must still have adamant. it. He didn't actually check his pack. He just didn't remember getting Wait, it back. Wait, what? I so don't that, think I knew that. He, yeah. He
1: never checked his own pack?
2: No, no. No. He just was like, nobody brought it back to me, but what happened is somebody did bring it back they actually put it in wow. his pack. He heard that. He's like, well, I better go, go now before they're too far up the trail, because... I mean we're this is like a mountain pass we're hiking here. So Jared takes off, grabs the filter, and as it turns out, Jared brings it back and Rocky puts it in his pack next to the other filter. Wow. So he's like, Darn it and then like he basically had both filters. So we were filterless for the hike over Stony. That was Indian tough.
1: Pass. I do remember that was tough.
2: He escalated it after
1: That ride. was amazing. Which is another reason to maybe bring iodine pills at some point. Do you know do we don't really we haven't brought iodine pills for a
2: while, have we? You- no, because they're kind of... a Like they, they, they take like 30 minutes yeah. to, to really soak up True. And stuff. True, Kind True. of a hassle. True. Extra weight. But we don't they eat. work, though. <laughs> they don't weigh that much. <laughs> Two ounces. So we hike up over the pass and we kind of hang out at this lake on the backside. It's beautiful. It's awesome. We're having a great time. And then we continue to descend down to a valley and then ascend over another pass, which which we felt was a pass, but it wasn't actually labeled a pass. It was, just, it was actually... Bigger than the first Ascension. We hike all the way. We It takes us so long that we actually get to camp when it's dark outside. And, you know, we're in northern Montana near the Canadian border, so it gets dark outside pretty darn late. But we get there, and Rocky... What did Rocky discover, Derek?
1: That he did not... He's like, I don't have my wedding ring. It's gone.
2: He's missing his wedding ring. And he's like, I know where I left it. I left it at that darn lake right over the pass, which is about... I don't know, eight, nine miles back. So we put in 14 miles that day. And he and Nate start to scheme, like, can we hike back there and get it tonight? <laughs> it was already like 6 o'clock. So that would have been like a 30-mile day round trip. And so and he probably, they probably would have gotten back the morning that we got to leave and oh, hike out another 12 miles that terrible. next day. Even they start talking to these other backpackers about, like, is there a way we can cut some, some time off? Is there, like, a shortcut cross-country? Like, they start to really strategize. And it takes some convincing, but we're like, this is not a good idea. Mm. It's a wedding ring. Just like, just let it go, Rocky. Wow. And reluctantly, he does. Reluctantly, but honestly, like Nate's up for anything, and so they were ready to, to do it. And if honestly, if any two guys can do it, those yeah, two, yeah, those would be the only, yeah, for sure. So what makes what makes it all the more fleshy worthy is that about what, like a week, week and a half after the trip. Rocky texts the group. Is like, oh, by the way, my wedding ring was uh, it was in my, <laughs> my backpack all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Another reason to not pack so much junk, Rocky. And that kid—I mean, that's like that's like danger zone. Like making somebody hike through the night after they're already tired. Like hey. that's that's some serious stuff. So <laughs> it was—he was. A, he he was I think he was a
1: unanimous decision that year, wasn't he?
2: He was not. He was not Wait. because a couple guys, not you, a couple guys voted for me just to get a reaction <laughs> to <out of> me. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Knowing full well that Rocky's going to win. Yeah, it. hands down, <laughs> Rocky's going to win. It. Just the takeaway from this is—is is if you have a, a, a group of friends you go with and 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 you know like poking fun at each other, I think having something along these lines can can definitely make the trip a lot more fun. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Anything to make the trip more fun is going to be better for sure. Uh, I have a trivia question for you. And uh,
2: All right, so this is the first first trivia question to throw at this me. This is a lot of... Pre- and we're going to apply
1: the punishment of you have to go up to that awkward neighbor and, and hold out your hand and ask him for a handshake. Well, not ask him, just hold it out there and give him eye contact until he reacts in some way, which would be comical probably.
2: I will do that if I get the question wrong. That's well, key.
1: I, I tried to rig it so you would, but... Okay, so these are five reasons. These are the top five reasons according to the Sun Kissed Hiker website. <laughs> a, ca- a California girl chasing the sun, one hike at a time. That's a little. That's a little plug like for her website. Five reasons to pick up trash on the trails, according to her. So I'm going to give you four guesses to get two of these. I feel like this should be easy. Okay, do you want to do three? Get four it's- guesses to get three. Okay, five guesses to get three.
2: No, no, no. Be- well, I just—I don't know how specific they are. Like my my um, my go-to answer would be like it's just the environment. Okay, why don't you friendly- do this? we we'll do four
1: guesses to get three. Then I think you can get three.
2: Okay, all right. Is this the environmentally friendly or responsible thing to do?
1: So prever- preserving nature. Okay, that's on. Yeah. the list.
2: something about the leave no trace guidelines. You're just kind of following those guidelines, and I'm you're kind of helping other hikers. Uh,
1: according it. to her, now not, not that one. stuff.
2: Okay, gotcha other thing to do is just to make the trail more beautiful and less trashy for lack of a better word for everybody to appreciate um i'll give you that it says participate
1: okay. in cash in trash out events so this is like keep
2: that's not even close to what i just but said it's but it's like I'll keeping take... things beautiful
1: blah 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 because
2: you're just trying to help everybody out but side note i did actually hike in or backpack in the san gabriel mountains and like it's kind of outside los angeles and there was trash okay everywhere so I appreciate. So that's three trash,
1: guesses. So. You got two.
2: So you got one more yeah. guess to get so again, one. I gotta get one more. Yeah. So the other reason why you want to pick up on. trash, I feel like the other ones are so broad mm. that there's anything get out more your specific, paintbrush and broad stroke it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think you did rig this one. I'm gonna say just to recycle, just to just to recycle. Recycle.
1: What are you? What are you gonna recycle, yeah, trash?
2: Yeah, like a that's water bottle.
1: Not even no. So you're gonna have to talk to your neighbor. <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah. Yeah, what what am I thinking? What recycling that's God, dumb, how right? How
1: dare you. Okay, the answers were
2: preserve nature.
1: Be the change you wish to see in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Be a bumper sticker. That's right. That's right. <laughs> who it says who would want to walk on a trail filled with empty water bottles and crumpled pieces of trash? So, not, not me. me. The uh, one of them is teach your children valuable lessons of stewardship. Mm. And I the like final it. one you missed was
2: save the animals. Come on. Save the animals. Okay. It's an obvious. I get so it, no you one. got two out of five. I Thank you. Thank you to the Sunkissed Hiker for picking up trash. We do that as well and try to abide by the Leave No Trace guidelines as much as we can, as much as we are limited to with, with the guys that we Very have, true. obviously. But that's a great question. I like that one. And it does relate to, to me leaving stuff behind. Indeed. So... I accept it, and we'll we'll get Indeed. back to so, um,
1: that. Indeed. So we we are excited to see what happens with the neighbor there. The let's go ahead and wrap things up then today. And um, next uh, next episode, we're going to be talking about things that go bump in the night, whether it's uh, animals mm. attacking the campsite or or whatever. So we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff with that. Thanks again for tuning in, you guys, to How to Lose a Backpacking. And remember, it's not backpacking, guys, unless there's a few blisters along the way. We'll see you next time. I want to fly.
0: Join
3: me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.
0: I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast.